Welcome into Jets Nation Radio episode 6. I'm Angus Hout, podcast writer Sam Brownell. How's it going? Good, how are you doing, Not buddy? Not too bad. Back together. Back together one last time for a little while here. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. And who knows? <laughs> On to big old Winnipeg here for this guy, so I'll be seeing some of you guys down in the big city. Yeah, and I'll, I'll come for some visits. I know you We'll will. get down there occasionally. We'll, we'll get so. a couple of good... Uh, good podcast where we're together other times we'll just be doing this zoom style so (laughs) be be prepared for that there friends uh so we're going to start off uh this podcast by uh talking about ben stelter uh young horrible news awful news uh last tuesday uh if you don't know the story of ben uh if you haven't paid attention to like hockey Canada news or like you watch the playoffs, you would have seen this little six-year-old with big old chubby cheeks and uh, he was battling cancer, uh, just a big inspiration for the Edmonton Oilers and ultimately lost his fight with cancer uh, last Tuesday and just a heartbreaker. Just to uh, I, I can't even imagine what that family's going through right now and... And just all props to the Oilers for taking him into the organization, basically, during their playoff run this year. And really, they gave him, I think, the player of the game helmet and the vest, vest or whatever yeah. they do one game. and Zach Hyman putting him on that little stool. Yeah, and they just had him around for their playoff run. And that was, that was really amazing yeah. of them to do for him and that family. Yeah, so if you guys can, if you can donate to a children's hospital in your community, just, you know, so we don't have to see stuff like this happen, please, please do it. You would just be making my day a whole lot better. And uh, definitely sick kids be feeling a whole lot better too. If you can just donate a couple bucks, that would just be tremendous just in this rough time for the Stelter family. So, yeah. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> Starting off on a Woo! strong note. Uh, yeah, so uh, on August 9th uh, was the anniversary of the most significant trade in the NHL. That was the Gretzky trade where Gretzky, McSorley. It's just massive. It yeah, was... uh, Mike Krushlininski w- uh, w- also went to the Oilers. Uh, Jimmy Carson and uh, three first round picks in. 89, 91, 93, and I'm blanking on the other I want to know how close you were. Back then, I think I got everyone but that one guy rattled off here. But either way, uh, so I want to know, what is the biggest trade that took place for the Winnipeg Jets? I talked about this on TikTok a little bit. I originally said the Evander Kane trade. So I, I I have that one too. I've, I have a big list. I, yeah. First off, I mean the Jordy Ben trade. Yo, massive. Uh, that, <laughs> no, but uh, so I, I also had the Bogo and Kane trade on there. That was, I mean, that was a massive trade. It was just a hockey deal. Like it happened in February, so it wasn't at the trade deadline. That was just big pieces moving both ways. I mean, Stafford, Armia... Myers, the pick for Brendan Lemieux, like that, that was just a big, Jack big Rosselbeck. trade. Oh right, the pick for Jack Roslevic. No, yeah. Brendan Lemieux was part of it, and then the pick for Roslevic, and then Bogo, Kane, and Kastorf going the other way. We've talked about that one before. I think the Jets got away with robbery <laughs> for that trade, but yeah, there there were some other good ones. I think the first Stastny trade was massive for the Jets. I mean. That was the first time the Jets really showed we're all in. Like, we're we're going for it this year. We're doing it. Um, they sent so much. Well, they sent Eric Foley, 
a first rounder and a fourth rounder back to the Blues. The trade worked out so well for the Jets. It was just incredible. And, and when I'm thinking big trades for this kind of stuff, I'm thinking kind of what has shaped the Jets as we know them now. So a couple more that come to mind are... Uh, there's one more that the Jets themselves made, which was Andrew Ladd. First trade as the Winnipeg Jets. It was July 1st, 2010. Uh, they brought him over. It was July... Yeah, that can't be right. It can't be July 1st, 20... <laughs> That's what it says on... Uh, cat, okay, we're going with Cat Friendly's word here. All right, but... I mean, they brought over their captain. They brought over... He had just won a Stanley Cup with Chicago, so... I mean, that was such a big trade that bringing in that one guy really shaped the organization. Another one is a trade Atlanta made, and that was Mark Stewart and Blake Wheeler coming over from Boston. I mean, I I had forgotten those two came in the same trade. It was at the end of the... Um, it was at the end of the last year for the Thrashers, or February 18th, 2011. And finally, one is the Bufflin trade from Chicago Massive. when they brought over Bufflin. I mean, it's uh, these are just guys who were in the organization when it came here. They've all worn letters for the Jets before. So it's it's just something that really shaped, in my opinion, shaped kind of the way the organization has progressed. Yeah. 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 Nailed it on the head with those uh, <laughs> those three picks. I can't I can't debate anything bigger than that. So Thanks for taking all the good ones there, Pat. I do also think p there's potential for the Andrew Kopp trade. Again, super early. You never know. Brad Lambert it still has some time before he's going to be an NHLer, but I think he has a ton of upside, and they got the pick for him in that trade. I think Morgan Barron's going to be good. We all knew Kopp was leaving after this year anyways, so they basically were playing with house money at that point. And then Elias Solomonson's the other one that uh, was the other pick that was a part of that trade as well. Sweet pickup. Um, have you had a chance to watch much uh, World Juniors? I know you were on vacation, so... Not a ton. Had a, had a wedding this weekend and was in the wedding party, so uh, lot, that took up a lot of the time. <laughs> so did not get to watch too much of it. Yeah, that's a-okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't had much of a chance of just packing up and moving, so I haven't watched a lot of World Juniors, but uh, the little bit that I've seen of Brad Lambert, ooh. He's he looks gonna quick. He looks quick. He's going to take a little bit of time to develop, and I talked about that before, where it's just like he's probably going to take two, two and a half years to get ready. I think, yeah, I think he probably won't make the moose this year and he'll uh, well, go and play the, in the dub. Yeah, he's dub. He might show up for a playoff run potentially. Maybe, yeah. Well, which it depends be, on how the year goes. Yeah. But I think he'll have a big year in the dub. Um, but I like they, they might be in the Memorial Cup. Yeah, there's if, the, if all go like they're they're expected it's Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Mistaken, they're expected to be, to be a really crazy. good team. That's the reason they traded for a guy who was playing in Finland yeah. at the time. So, I think that'll be Interesting to see how he plays out, but yeah, I think Morgan Barron's gonna oh, make a difference for the team this year, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's an immediate impact. Brad Lambert, give him some time, but he will be impactful, just not right now or next yeah. year. Uh, yeah, so uh, earlier this week, Ken Weeb wrote an article at Sportsnet uh, basically saying that two guys had been offered big money to come here to Winnipeg. Uh, Callie Yonkrock with now with Toronto and Heinen. I'm blanking on his first name. Danton. Danton Heinen. Uh, both of them took less money to stay. Well, 
Heinen took money, less money to stay in Pittsburgh, and Yankrock went off to Toronto. So I, I don't know. I think we've gotten kind of used to this as Jets fans. It's no surprise. We're always on top of the list or one of the top teams of the list of places where guys don't want to go play. We're always on guys' no-trade lists. So when I hear things like this, it's not overly surprising. Um, it does explain a little bit why Chevy hasn't made any real free agent moves this year other than signing guys that were already in-house. So I, like, I'm not surprised... I don't love either of those names, especially if the Jets were... Like, it would have been good players to have, absolutely. But if the Jets were going to be overpaying for them, why not look in-house or try and make a trade that benefits the team? Well, like, I guess my question is, is, like, why is Shevel... Like, I get it. Like, not a lot of big, sexy names are going to come here to Winnipeg. But why not take the swing on some of those big names? Like, I mean... Because you're just going to be overpaying. And then you look at contracts like... Dmitry Kulikov or Matthew Perot's last contract. They're good players. They should be in the NHL, but they're way overpaid and everyone just dumps on them and chases them out of town <laughs> because, I mean, to get them here, the Jets had to pay them way too much money. Well, and it might have been good for a year or two to start off the contract like the Perot one. But as you get to the end of that contract, it's just an anchor around your neck. And I'd rather the Jets not have that anchor a couple of years down the road. I don't know why people get mad about players getting paid big money. Like, no, good you, on the players. Go, go, like, you should be more mad at the general manager and the, the agent. But I, uh, the other question I had attached to this one, why? what does True North need to do to attract players to Winnipeg? Well, tr- True North has been doing a ton to help. Like, True North Square is... But you're, you're building a square. What are you doing to really attract? But I mean, they're they're trying to like help. They're putting money back into the city. They're trying to grow that downtown area where a lot of like a lot of players live in True North Square. Do they really? Yeah. So they're really trying. At least some a lot of the younger guys I know do. So they're really trying to make it a community, make it an area. It, as, at least from the outside, it seems like they're trying to do this. That guys will want to be. It's not an easy task they have. No. no. And they've, I mean, before the Jets moved back to Winnipeg, there was no development. Until 2011, there was absolutely no development. And since then, we've seen uh, the Alt Hotel has gone up. 300 Main is going up right now, True North Square. So there has been a ton of growth in Winnipeg since the Jets came back when there hadn't been since like the early 90s. Like I never saw cranes growing up in Winnipeg. That just didn't happen, other than when uh, the MTS Center was being built. <laughs> and now it's they're all over the place. Okay, so let, let, let's uh, just minor city politics. But like you kind of, like going downtown Winnipeg, you get out of that uh, Portage and Main spot, and even still Portage and Main, just the huge homeless population. That's one thing that everyone complains about. And obviously it's not on True North to fix it. But a lot of that homeless area is right in that area. And I think that's what spooks a lot of People. I don't think that's. I don't think that. Don't like think that's everywhere it. is homeless people. Well, yeah, you every, go to downtown Toronto. You're five minutes from the rink. There's a bunch of homeless that people. I saw today so, was why does downtown Toronto stink like piss? Yeah. So, so like, I, I don't think you can blame that. I think Winnipeg as a city's gotten a bad rap, and some of it may be deserved. But I do think it is a great place to live, and more people. You see guys come here and end up staying, and I think it'll. 
I again, I think the Jets doing well would help grow the community. You you look at downtown Winnipeg in 2018 when the Jets were going on that cup run, and it was alive. It was vibrant. So when the Jets are doing well, that area is going to be doing well. Yeah. Well, I guess they can. Okay, that's fair enough. That's a, that's a good call. And it doesn't help that there are those pages on social media that are like, ooh, look how bad Winnipeg is. It's like, yo, every other downtown has yeah, to you could. That. I mean, you could do that literally anywhere. You could take one bad day and just like, I don't know. There's Yeah, they, they, those ones annoy me a lot, but I just thought I'd get your opinion mm-hmm. on the... What, yeah, what I, I think there's, there. there's a lot more to Winnipeg than a lot of people think. And again... If you had the option to go play in Florida or go play in Winnipeg, like... You're really going to choose but Florida. What, what you might get in that trade is guys who love hockey. Yeah. You might get guys who want to be in a hockey market, who want the rink to be sold out every night, who... I mean, like it, the Florida teams are doing really well, but if a Winnipeg team does well, the city just gets behind that cup run. And you saw, again, saw that in 2018. I remember... Like blocks and blocks and blocks being shut down for the street party. You couldn't move in downtown because the street party was so massive. So I think, again, the Jets start to do well. You, you could start to see that shift. All right. I like that. Man, just put in a positive spin on Winnipeg. Look at you go, <laughs> Sam. Love it. Uh, where do you think the Jets finish in the division? We'll do a whole uh, talk about the division next week, but let's just uh, hear your early prediction on where the Jets land. So I, I think, like, I definitely think the Jets are making playoffs. I They're going to have a bounce-back year. They've got a new voice in the room. I think things will be cleaned up a bit. Some of those issues they were having last year, I believe, will be cleaned up. If that's the case, I'm thinking best-case scenario, like, second. Worst-case scenario, like, fourth or fifth, and they're one of the wild-card teams. So you're, like, you're, you got a $100 bill to bet right now. You're saying Jets make playoffs? Oh, absolutely. Love it. Absolutely. Fantastic. See, I I was going with, like, the most middle option because I think this is where they're going to end. I think it's going to be third place in the Central, right? Behind, I, yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you guys who I think will finish second next week, so you have to tune in for... And we don't even need to say it. Chicago's... Er, <laughs> Colorado is finishing first. Yeah, that's, like that—that's just gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested. I haven't heard who you think's finishing. Second, I know because so I'm holding that one. I'm interested to, to uh, hear that. Yeah, I'm excited for our. Uh, it's Arizona. It's Arizona. Their five thousand seat ring. And uh, Zach Cassian's gonna bring the cup down to Arizona. I forgot he was in Arizona. I, now, honestly, he looks wow. like he's having the best time. Good on him. Yeah, I love Zach. <laughs> he's he's one guy I think that would have fit right. I do too. He, he's. I'm gonna add that to the later question oh. that you have for me because I forgot about him. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! There we go. Yeah, I see it. Uh, who's your favorite non-jet? Are we saying current NHL players? Uh, let's go with one current, one not current. Okay, so former favorite player ever, Jerome McGinley. I was a big Flames fan growing up. Uh, before the Jets came. <laughs> you work for Flames Nation. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I had to sell out. <laughs> uh, big Flames fan growing up. Loved Ginla. Loved Mika Kippersoff. Uh, favorite current player? I, I had two written down. Artemi Panarin. I just think he's hilarious. He always seems like he's having a good time. So always just fun to watch that from afar. His video for Truba. When he was like, 
<laughs> Jacob, Jacob, congratulations. <laughs> and just, oh, it was so good. And then, I mean, and and non-jet for now, it could happen. Fill the thrill. Fill love the him. thrill. I mean, I, I loved Nate Schmidt before he came to Winnipeg. Always had the biggest smile on his face. Just always having a good time. So... Uh, you guys, if you had asked me a year and a month ago, I would have said Nate Schmidt, but now he's a Jet, so I'm going to say Panarin and Phil uh, the Thrill. I love it. Uh, for my like OG player, Ryan Smith. Dude okay, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Oilers fan growing up, the 06 run where he got a couple chicklets knocked out of his mouth, loved it. <laughs> like. If there's one guy, like, I'm not a great hockey player by any means, but I'm uh, I'm in front of the net kind of a guy, and I'm greasy. <laughs> Just I, park in front. And I, yeah, I take so much abuse. Bang in the trash. Yeah, 100%. Cause <laughs> the goal's a goal. No one cares how you got him. Hey, no many. pictures on the score sheet. Yeah, exactly. And my fir- current favorite guy <laughs> is Leon Dreisaitl. I, I, I like Dreisaitl. I like the way he plays. I like just his sense of humor, too. Like, the yeah. uh, the fans in Edmonton are fucking phenomenal. He gets, he gets a little whiny sometimes. He does get a little whiny. Get, that, that can I get mean, on my nerves a bit. I but. mean, why why are you so pissy, so... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jim Matheson. Um, <laughs> great clip. Great clip. I love it. Oilers <laughs> Nation did a great thing running with that one. But, uh, yeah, no, it just... Um, yeah, I, I like Leon Dreisaitl. He's just somebody that is like, that's a good player right there. Um, and is there a grudge, a player you hold a grudge against for any reason? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> How much time do you have? We got as much time as you need, oh, my geez. phone says we've got. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start it off Marcus Felino. Always pisses me off, and we just see him so often because he's... Is he still on? Yeah, he's Minnesota? still in Minnesota. Yeah, it was so Fiala we'll that went down to LA. Yeah, I see Felino a lot. Always love watching Brendan Dillon punch his face in, or or Adam <laughs> Lowry, who, whoever's willing to do Brendan it. Dillon. Uh, and then just like the pests are, they always piss me off. Guys you love to have on your team, Pierre Luc Dubois, but guys you the other thirty one teams hate. So Brad Marchand, stop licking people. <laughs> Brendan Gallagher, Zach Cassian. <laughs> um, like again, I could do this all day long. Oh yeah. But man, public number. Anyone on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, they can usually <laughs> kick rocks. Um, but Matthew Kachuk for me, like yeah, anytime. Yeah, I, like, I, I know agree he's with a pest, one. but like after the Shifley thing, that's where I fell in love with the Jets. I'm like, hold on, Matthew Kachuk can do whatever he wants to the Oilers, but you can't cut Mark Shifley and say whatever you want about that incident. I was rattled. It was sketchy. It was sketchy. It was sketchy. Best. Yeah, and yeah. So that was the day. I'm like, you know what? You can kick rocks, Matty Kachuk. Love you on my team, but... Uh, and good for Wheeler for stepping up, protecting you know, his guy. You know what? And like The more and more they've been like just discussing Wheeler in the offseason, I love him as the Jets captain. He does I, like so on many ice, things. On the ice, yes. But even, Off the ice, he needs to be better. That's, that's part of your job as the captain, is being in those interviews and facing the shit when the team does poorly. Yeah, I And mean, he, all he does is complain about the questions he's getting. That's your job. You're the captain. But earlier, You've got to step up. Earlier this offseason, the like from what I've understood is the team went to him and like, "You cool with the trade request?" And he was like, "Sure, why not? I'll even help you guys facilitate it." And it's like he was willing to move that eight eight one contract. Yeah. For the team, for the betterment of the team. Obviously, he'd want to go to a legitimate cup contender, but I genuinely believe that he was doing that for the betterment of the team, not for himself. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, I, I don't know. Just the more and more, I've just. I do. I I do like Wheeler. I think yeah. he gets way too much shit. Like he was, 
He had a slow start, and he has the last few seasons, but he's still a really good NHL he's just player. He's shy of a point-a-game player. Yeah, and I mean, I, his, like, he's he still got it. Yeah, but he doesn't speak well, I'll admit that, but I just some of the little things he does, it's just like, yeah. oh, that was a but, good captain I mean, move. Yeah, again, on the ice, absolutely. Off mm-hmm. the ice, I think, like, you see, you look at last year, and during all of the tough periods, Pierre-Luc Dubois was... Pierre-Luc Dubois, Adam Lowry, the first Kyle guys Connor. out there always answering the tough questions, and Cal Connor. Yeah. And then you look at the guys with... And Josh Morrissey, too. Josh Mar- and Paul Stastny He's always out well. there, too. Yeah. So, okay. But I, then you look at the the two guys with... The other two guys with the letters, yeah. Wheeler and Shifley, and they're nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Or they're complaining about the questions they're getting. So, okay, I know this, I didn't have this on the list. How worried are you with Paul Stastny leaving the Jets? Like, obviously, we still got time to potentially re-sign him, but... Yeah, I mean, he's got to go to a cup contender. Absolutely, I, I like. I'm worried, but also he was like a third line player last year. He's replaceable at this point in his career. But don't you think the Jets need a a solid like authority figure within the the locker room? Somebody that's actually going to kind of take it off the chin. Like I got that vibe from Paul Stastny that he was willing to take. Some maybe of the maybe hard it's questions. Lowry's time to, uh, to step, step into up. that position. I mean, he's been with the team for. Longer than most. Yeah. He just signed a big contract to be in Winnipeg. He seems to like it here. So I think he could potentially transition into that role. I mean, he's 30 now. Is he really? But how old Shifley? They were drafted the same year. Both 2011. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot. I thought uh, Larry's 2012 for some reason. Either way. Um, So, yeah. Let's say, yeah, they're both 30. Holy. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I just turned 26 last week. Like, I'm... This isn't fun anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Responsibilities. Lame. <laughs> Children, don't grow up. It's, it's not worth it. Lowry's 29 right now. Yeah, 29. So, yeah, he really could step into that role. I, for some reason, thought he was... I, I know it shouldn't be that he's younger than that, but it felt like he was younger than that. Yeah, no, it's... I And, I mean, he has years on this team now. Like, he's yeah. been around since... Where did I go? Not not quite as long as the guys with letters, but I mean, 2014-15, he played 80 games. It was yeah. his first year in the NHL, and he was a mainstay, So and has not come out of the lineup since. Yeah, so I guess maybe we should be really expecting a little bit more out of Adam. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I think he deserves a letter. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I said agree. that about Pierre-Luc Dubois, too, and then he did his whole thing, but... You know what? I still think it's just the contract. I think it was just his agent being a bit of a dweeb. I don't blame any I still of that hate on. his agent. Oh, I do too. Yeah. His agent can definitely kick rocks. He's gone about it so poorly. Yeah. And I feel bad for Pierre-Luc Dubois because he took a lot of heat for that. So Yeah. Be kind to Pierre-Luc Dubois. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, but, but shit on his agent. Yeah. We'll, we'll start chant. Uh, listen, I'll get to a couple games. We'll start a couple of chants when uh, Pierre isn't doing his best and... Won't be Pierre Luc Dubois base. We'll just be chatting his agent's <laughs> name. That way, everyone knows. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, we've had a. We've both had a couple of weddings. We're both at weddings night. last night. It's uh. It's about ninety degrees in my apartment right yeah. now, but we can't have the AC on because it's too loud. So <laughs> we're gonna get out of this one a little bit quicker this week. So thanks for tuning in for our short episode. Uh, sorry there wasn't much real Jets talk. It's Dog not a lot going on. No, uh, the Dog Days of Summer officially ended on August 11th, but we're still in that 
There's nothing happening. No, I know. But yeah. I mean, nothing's happening in the NHL. This, it's been a... So we're, we're waiting for things to get going yeah. again. But uh, we're to... hoping to do some Moose previews as the season gets closer. Yes. We're going to... We're We did have some issues with our uh, fighting bracket, which we talked about last week. So I think we'll be we'll be getting that going this week. Yeah, I've uh, I figured out my stuff there. I by the time I did get it figured out last week was Wednesday. I was like, ooh, this is late. So yeah, there were, it's there all were issues friends. with it. So, so we'll, yeah. we'll get that up this week. We'll have some interaction that'll give us something to talk about next yeah, week as so, well. Sorry if you're really excited for that. Uh, all six of you who tuned in last week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, have yourself a great week, there, friends. We'll chat with you again next Sunday. I'll be somewhere in Alberta at that point. So. Enjoy, and you guys will like the guests we have coming up soon enough. I've confirmed one, maybe two. Yeah, we're going to start looking for some guests as the season gets closer, some people who uh, know what they're talking about. Yeah, unlike us who are just uh, asking the big questions here. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, peace and grace, friends. We'll talk to you soon. Where can people find you? Oh, where can we find you? Wow, doing my job. Uh, oh, someone has to. Someone has to. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Angus Hout, uh, Twitter as well. You can follow Jets Nation on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. And Sam Brownell, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Sam Brownell Radio. And on Twitter, I'm not very active, but S Brownell12. And uh, yeah, that's and about yeah. it. Cool. Uh, they can also catch you on 730 CKDM yes. reading the news. Yes, you, so can, tune in. you can hear me reading the news on 730CKDM.com. He actually does a phenomenal news read. So <laughs> anyone that's looking for a news reader, take this guy. He's going to make you lots of money. And also just tell all your friends about this podcast, family members, whomever. You can tell aunties. your aunties about us. They will love us. We I promise. still can't remember how that started. but uh... <laughs> However it started, we want your aunties to listen to us. All right. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>